Worship the Lord tonight.
worship him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be thy holy name. Blessed be thy holy name. Blessed be thy holy name. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. We praise thee, Jesus Christ. We worship thee, holy Savior. You are the God of gods and the King of kings. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let your children rejoice. Let your children worship you, Lord, spirit and in truth. Let your name be praised and magnified, Jesus. Your name is above every name. You are holy and you are mighty and you are great. Oh, I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy God. Thank you, King of kings and Lord of lords and God of God. We do bless thy name, O Lord. We do praise you, O God. We worship you, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name and Jesus' name, I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful spirit we feel tonight. We are a church that is victorious. 
the song says celebrate. We have a reason to celebrate. There's people that last Sunday, they celebrated their team winning. Why can't we celebrate that we are going, we are going to heaven? Why can't we have that victory already? Why can't we get loose? Sometimes we just look at the next person, they're not doing nothing. I don't care about the next person. I'm caring about myself. You have to get your victory. I thank God tonight that some people are getting their victory. I see it in your face that you want to do something, but you're just holding back. You need to let go and let God have his way in your life. And I thank God that we are hearing his word. We are hearing the voice of God. I thank God for that message we had this morning because it needs to stir up a fire inside of you. It needs to make it make you move. Because that's what you need to do. You need to move. Yes. You need to continue to preach this word. Yes. Without question, you need to, when you see someone, and you, you need to speak something to them. Yes. They, they are crying out. They're just not showing it, but they're crying out. Yes. Time and time again, I see young. I thank God for putting me in a house that had this word. Yes. I see young kids that are, that are just left out there just to walk alone. Their parents do not care about them. So you should be privileged. The ones that are here, you should be privileged that you have parents that care about you. And it is our job to reach those kids that don't have parents that care about them. You work your way with the children, then the children tell their parents, then the parents come and they break down and they get the Holy Ghost. And it's, it was said this morning, you have to envision that. You have to see the people and envision them getting the Holy Ghost in this altar. Yes. I thank God that we had that message this morning because it needs to stir up. It needs to stir us up. Yes. It, needs to, it needs to show us that we can win this city. And I thank God that when you have the Holy Ghost, you have victory. Yes. And I pray that, that tonight you get your victory. It's time, it, it, like Brother Linton said this morning, it's time to grow up. It's time to look at yourself in the mirror and see what you're going to do for God. Amen. Not just be a, 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 a Sunday couch pew potato because in your mind you're sitting there you're here at church but you're not interacting you're not being a part of the program it is time to grow up it is time to do God's work and there is a mighty work here in Belgley there's a mighty work in Pahokee there's a mighty work in South Bay some people can move to a big city but you're not going to be used like you can be used here in Belgley and, and you're just going to be lost in, in the sea of all these other people in that big city. I thank God that he planted me here. I thank God that he, he gave us a pastor that is teaching the word that is, not, that is not falling to what the world thinks you need to how to preach the word. You need to, you need to be convicted every time you come here. You need to listen to the word because God is speaking. And I encourage y'all, young people, when you have this word, you need to do start. God can use you at a young age. Yes. And I'm telling you, you don't want to waste your years. I've, I've been grown. I've grown up in this church and I feel like I wasted years because I haven't. I just sat there and didn't say nothing. And I thank God that he's opened my eyes. He's opened my eyes at a very at a, I'm still I still consider myself young. And I thank God that he's opened my eyes. He's, he's spoken and it's time to. To hear the voice. Yeah. As Brother Linton said it. God is always speaking. It's time for you to listen to God. You to open up your ears. Because we all have ears to hear. God gave us a good two pair of ears. And 
I thank God, a pair of ears, and I thank God that he has opened my ears. Because when I walk around the city, I see people that want to hear the word. Years past, I used to just walk by, but if I have that chance, I tell them where to come and where to hear the message. And I thank God that he's changed that in my life. I hope he encourages y'all to do the same because God can use you. You don't have to be a 30-year-old person just to be used by God. You can be a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old starting your work, your mission field. This whole area is your mission field. You don't have to go to some distant land just to preach the word. You need to preach it right here first. And if God wants you to go to another place, then he'll let you go. It's time to grow up. It's time to listen to what God has for you to do his work. You might not be called to be a pastor. You might not be called to be some Sunday school teacher. But we're all called to preach this gospel. We're all called. We all have a ministry. And it starts from the bottom. And you, it, every, from the do- person holding the door, from the person cleaning the restroom, we all have a ministry. And we all have to, to strive for that and have the victory, not hold back. Because there's people, millions and millions of people watched the Super Bowl last Sunday. And it's only going to last for those couple days where they have that excitement and joy. But with the Holy Ghost, it lasts forever, eternity. I thank God that he has given us the Holy Ghost. He's given us the way of escape from this dying world. And I encourage y'all to keep striving for victory. Because you have victory. It's a matter of you joining and and celebrating. I love that song that Sister Williams just played. Celebrating. Because we all have victory. If you are in here tonight, you have victory because you made it through those doors. Not that many people want to come out to the house of God, but if you made it there, you made it to the house of God tonight, you're here for a reason. You're here to get your victory. And I thank God. Everybody say, God bless the offering. In Jesus' name.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to read you a little something from the Word of God, which is certainly where we want to hear it from. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Amen. It comes right from Him. This is found in Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 12. And I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. I want to just talk to you for a little bit tonight about Jesus Christ, which strengtheneth me. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Surely one of our chief examples comes from him who is our chief example, and how that he be in a spirit and eternal and almighty, invisible, but yet chose to show himself visibly, as even as he spoke the world into existence and said, let there be light, and there was light. And so he chose to speak the word, and there was that which was conceived in Mary was of his spoken word, of his Holy Spirit. And after the right time, usually around nine months, the baby was born in the manger, and uh, the angel said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And as this babe grew, the Scripture teaches, and he took upon him not the nature of angels, but the nature of Abraham. He was tempted in all points like we are, yet he was without sin, for he came in the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. He came to show that the power of God was stronger than the power of the devil. He came to make it crystal clear, as it is written, that when you have been repented of your sins and when you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of those sins, and then you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the instructions. That is the plan that he gave in his word. Every shadow and type from the Old Testament is teaching you that. And when you come up to the New Testament, then you read how Jesus said that we must be born again off water and of the Spirit, or we cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. He taught that as that babe grew in grace and in knowledge and in favor with both the Spirit and man. That the Bible teaches that he went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. And in doing that, there came that day when a man stepped down from his Supreme Court seat and took off his robe and headed down to the middle of town somewhere looking for Jesus the Christ. And when he found him, he asked him, and he said, actually made a statement, he said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Where I'm looking at the visible now. I'm looking at this man, Christ Jesus. And he said, we know you're a teacher come from God. Well, that wasn't so different in their day and their history. They were used to the seers or the prophets. They were used to men of God. And even public opinion, when, was, when Jesus polled his disciples, whom do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're this. Some say you're that. But he said, who do you say that I am? Public opinion usually misses it, and they sure did on this one. And they, he said, then who do you say that I am? And that's when the Spirit of the Lord gave Peter the revelation and Peter spoke by the Spirit of the Lord and said, Thou art the Christ, 
the son of the living God. You're not just another prophet risen up. You're not just another man. You're certainly not an ordinary man. And that's what this man comes down from the Supreme Court and he looks Jesus in the eyeballs and boy, what kind of eyes was he looking in, huh? You read Revelation, you read about those eyes. You read about him that was so full of power and glory and that which tried to uh, get it across to, to the John the Revelator and get it to us just how great and grand and glorious that he is and how that his voice was like the sound of many waters and how that uh, here we have him asking, uh, okay, we know you're a teacher come from God. No man can do the miracles that y'all do. There's something sets you apart. There's something different here. He didn't have the revelation that was given to Peter at that time. But Jesus answered him and said, you must be born again. You must be born again. In other words, Jesus saying you're not going to understand it and you're not going to get into it until you've been born again. You got born once of the flesh, but that's flesh. But now you got to be born again of the Spirit. You need a spiritual experience here. You need a spiritual birth. You need to get something that comes from heaven. You don't need what man has to say. You don't need man's ideas. You'll never do it on man's puny strength. You're going to need something beyond that. Something over and above and beyond that. Amen. And so the writer said, I will strengthen them in the Lord. Things that are to be done properly are to be done in the Lord. Another way to say that is in the spirit. It's a spiritual program here. This God that we serve is a spirit, and we must worship Him. According to His Word, we must worship Him in spirit and in truth. He's not looking for man's ideas. He's not looking for man's ways. He's not looking for you to devise something that you're comfortable with and something that you like. He's, if you get uncomfortable when the Spirit of God moves and people begin to shout and dance and worship before God, but yet you can go to what was said, a Super Bowl. Don't, but, you know, if you were in attendance or ever were in some kind of situation like that, you had no problem when people jumped up and down. You had no problem when people screamed. You were probably a part of them and went whole horse. But how come somebody gets uncomfortable when the presence of the Lord sweeps in? When you realize that you're in the presence of the real winning team who has never lost and never will lose. Hear me when I tell you, you better wake up and realize because you need to be born again. You need a spiritual experience. You need that new birth experience. You need to become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. This isn't for flesh and blood. This isn't some human experience. Here this is a spiritual experience. And Jesus made that crystal clear. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And he made it clear that that flesh, the natural, cannot receive the things of God. He cannot understand them. And so it it's, makes sense when people look funny and can't figure it out and scratch their head and wonder what in the world is going on. I tell you, the first time that I ever came through the doors into the house of God. And I'm telling you what, them people were worshiping and praising and magnifying God and just having a big time. And I remember somebody asked me about the service, the first one I'd ever been in. I said, well, I thought I was in the center field bleachers of Yankee Stadium. I said, man, people were jumping up and screaming and saying amen and hallelujah and glory to God. And they were happy and they were excited and they were just having a great time. 
And there I sat like a bump on a log, not knowing what's going on in this place. But I knew one thing. They had something I didn't have, and I wanted it. And I'm going to tell you what. You let the Spirit of God reach down into your weakness, down into that place inside of you that is so lacking, and let Him strengthen you. Let Him give you what you need. Why you keep failing? Why you keep falling? Why you keep making a mistake? Why you keep, I didn't say, falling short of the promises of God? Lest any of you should fall short of his promise. He's come to give you strength in your time of difficulty, in your time of temptation, in your time of trouble. The chief example was there. And the Bible said after so much time of abstinence that there he was and the angel came and strengthened him. God can send strength to you. He could put strength in every part of you from your head to your feet, inside or out. He can give your mind strength. He can absolutely help you when you can't help yourself. He can do that. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can break every bone in your body, but my God can put them back together and name them while he does it. <laughs> Woo! Because he's the creator. He's the creator. When man comes to what the Bible said, his wits end. They just can't figure it out. But my God knows how to do it, I'm telling you. And his name is Jesus Christ. He's not just another. He is the God. He is the God. The one true, wise, eternal, only God. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he chose. He chose to show himself visibly. He chose. The invisible said, I will come visibly. I will be in your midst. And he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strengthen you. You may find yourself surrounded or feeling surrounded. You may find yourself to where you just don't know what to do. And you feel maybe depressed and down about it. But he said, I will strengthen them in the Lord. Let's do what we do in the Lord. Let's do it in the Lord. Come on now. That's a very important prepositional phrase that comes along in this Bible time and time again. Do it in the Lord. Do it in the Lord. Do it in the Lord. You don't do it your way. You don't do it in the flesh. You don't want to do it the way that the enemy wants it done. You want to do it in the Lord. When you do it in the flesh, that means you got a lack of faith and you're saying God can't do it. I'm telling you, God can do it. God knows what's best about every situation. Amen. Well, I just can't go any longer. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because he said, I will strengthen you. He said, I will strengthen them in the Lord. And they shall walk up and down. You know, the devil goes to and fro, but we go up and down. <laughs> We're going up and down. We're going to step all over him. We're going to walk all over him. We're going to show him that what he has is nothing to compare with what God has given us and what God is offering us. We're going to stomp on him. We're going to absolutely tread him under our feet because we have the one who gives strength. We have that. No wonder it is written that I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengtheneth. He strengtheneth me. He puts strength in there. When I don't feel like I can go any further, when my mind my head is pounding over the situation, he strengthens me. Come on now. He does that. He does that. 
The devil wants to make you believe you can't go any further, that you can't take another step, you can't go another day, you're not going to make another service. But I'm telling you, my God will get you how many times in the days of his flesh did he say, take up thy bed and walk. My God, he came right up on the scene. He walked right up there and put strength in people. And at least the shadow of the apostle Peter would fall upon people when he's filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were healed. He strengthened them. He strengthened them. The prayer was prayed, strengthen me with thy strength. Put your strength in me, Lord. Very specific. Put your strength in me. That's the strength we want. And everybody said amen. You know, sometimes we, we find ourselves in situations that we're not always the happiest with. And maybe the, the Lord allows us to go through it. Sometimes he allows us to go through it to give us a basis of comparison. In other words, okay, one place said that some people, they, they uh, kept on to the point that, that the writer said, um, give such a one over to, to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. They didn't want God? Well, let the devil have him. And they get the devil a little bit, taste a little bit of the devil, and then they decide, I want God. I want to get back where I belong. I want to get in the presence of the Lord. I want to get my priorities right. I want to be in the house of God. I want to be doing the work of the Lord. I want to be walking up and down in His name day in and day out. I want to gladly, gladly be about His business. I have no kick. I have no disgruntled attitude. I'm not going to in any way try to complain here. I'm going to say, God, you can strengthen me so that praise and thanksgiving will come from my heart. I'm so glad to be in the church. I'm so glad to have the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad my sins are washed away and that he cut that heavy load of sin off of me and now I am uplifted in the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sometimes people have had it so good they forget how bad the devil was. Prove that. Very simple. They came out of Egypt by the high arm and power and authority of, of the Lord of glory himself. And headed to the promised land, which is a type of the church. And they got right there. I mean, they got right there. Ready to put the toes in the water and cross that river and go into Canaan land. The place of promise. Houses you didn't build. Vineyards you didn't plant. The streams and rivers that flowed, the book said, with milk and honey. Oh, man, a fruit brought back that was tremendous. I, I know Brother Week has got a good garden, but I promise you it doesn't match to what, what came out of Canaan land. Oh, friend, took two men to carry that out. <laughs> and, and when they, they brought it back, they were amazed. And yet, that could not seem to overcome in some of them, ten of them, ten spies that were sent in to look it all over. And all they could do was come back with the negative, the complaint, the down in the mouth, and we can't do it. And they're too big and we're too small. And their walls are too high and too thick and there's nothing we can do. We're like little grasshoppers and they're giants. We, we can't do this. And they begin to melt the hearts of three million people. They begin to discourage those people. But there were two that stood up against the ten. And they said, we're not just able to do it. We're well able to do it. We can do this thing. There's no city too strong for us. There's nothing. Oh, God, I don't know if I can. Oh, he said, I'll put my strength in you. If you'll just step out. Come on now. All you got to do is begin to make those steps in the Holy Ghost. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. Walk up and down in the Lord. Get alone in your bedroom and walk up and down in the name of the Lord. And rebuke the enemy rebuke satan and you tell him my god will do it right for me my god will open the door for me my god will rescue me and save me and deliver me he will lift me up 
He will do it by the strength that he will put in me. My God, which strengtheneth me. Amen. God, put your strength in us. In Jesus' name, send your angel to touch us, Lord. In our moment of weariness, is it not written, be not weary in well-doing. Don't get weary. And when you feel it coming on, pray for strength. Come on, Lord. I need you to touch me now. I need that strength to come flowing right in here. and Lift me up. And he'll do it. And everybody said, praise the Lord. So once again, I and I will strengthen them in the Lord. And they shall walk up and down in his name. Now, we have his name. We don't just say his name. We don't just throw it out there. You know, there's some people go, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so. And they don't know so-and-so, you know. They just heard a little something one time. You know, they got a little natural knowledge, but they don't really know. And there is a difference between just saying his name and really knowing his name. There's a big difference, a world of difference. And that world is an eternal world, and you've got to be born again into it. And you can learn to parrot all the little phrases. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, you can do all that, guys. You know, you can do all that. But just doing that and really possessing it. There are many that profess, but there are those that possess. And we want to possess the treasure that he puts in the earthen vessel, the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't want religion. You want salvation. You don't want just a little lip service going on, hear me. You, you want to know him. The Apostle Paul said, I know in whom I believed. I know what he can do. I know how he could take me and take me. He, was, he wrote 50% probably of the New Testament, and most of it he did from a jail cell. And that was really just a dugout pit in the ground that was filled with rats and everything else. But in, the, in that time of great tribulation and trouble, that man was getting the mind of God in writing, walking up and down in his little spot, his little bit of square footage, and writing and putting to pen. And when he couldn't see good enough to write, then he had somebody that God would give him, throw somebody else in a pit, and he'd convert the guy, get him baptized and fill the Holy Ghost, and get the guy, put him to work, start writing, here we go. And thus saith the Lord. And he gave to you Romans pretty much through the end of the book. You got it there because somebody said, the Lord will strengthen me. I can do this. I don't know how except by the strength of God. I'm going to walk up and down in that name. I'm going to, you say, I don't know how to pray. You can say Jesus. You can walk up and down in that name. You don't have to be articulate. You don't have to use a college vocabulary. You don't have to pull out a, a Webster's Dictionary. You can tell God from your heart how you hurt, how you feel. And he will strengthen you. Walk up and down in that name. Walk up and down these streets in that name. Walk up and down in your job in that name. Amen. Keep that continually on your heart. And do what you do. Do it in the Lord. Let it be in the Spirit. Let it be by the chapter and the verse and the Word of God. Don't cross God's Word. Do not try to operate outside of what the teachings of the Word of God are. You'll only bring to yourself great, great harm. But you get what the book said. You get it that way. You get it the right way. You live by that word. And if you don't do it, it's because the word teaches you not to do it. And if you do it, it's because the word teaches you to do it. And you're going to be okay. You're going to stay between the lines. And when you find yourself drifting over there, you know, I told you about the little boy that kept falling out of the bed, and they asked him why. He said, because I get too close to the place where I got in at. 
So you don't want to drift to the edges here. You want to get right in the middle, right in the very epicenter of the will of God. And you want to stay there. It's a comfortable place. It's a happy place. It's a secure place. You're talking about security. You know, some people got all mixed up in doctrine and they, and they preach eternal security incorrectly. And they, they preach you can do anything you want to do once you've been saved. And that is not true. Okay? But you, I will tell you, God offers eternal security. He will put you in his hand. And he said, no man going to pluck you out of there. You're the only one that can walk out. You're the only one that can get to the edges. There's no devil big enough to do it. There's no situation too great or too heavy to do it. Hear me when I tell you, God can give you strength. He calls you to walk up and down in his name. Let's take a moment and love him, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to let down. You don't have to quit. You don't have to walk out. You don't, and the devil can't push you out, neither. Come on now. There's no devil that big. There's no devil that powerful. You just sit back and say, okay, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to rely on the Lord. That what he says, he does. He brings it to pass. He will fulfill his word. And I'm willing to wait for what's right. I'm going to wait for what's right. The devil's going to tell you it's not going to work. You've been waiting a long time and you're getting older or something like that. He'll play on all kinds and push all kinds of buttons. But you tell yourself those are fleshly buttons and you operate in the Lord. You operate in the Spirit. You listen to what God is saying. Amen. Let him put his strength in you. Let him feed you with the finest of the wheat and the honey from the rock and the angel's food. Let him give you the corn from heaven and it will strengthen you. It will strengthen you. Amen and amen. Come on and love him with me. Let's worship him. Thank you, Jesus. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes, yes, yes. The joy of the Lord. That's why he said rejoice. In the Lord. The joy of the Lord, it is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on now. The joy of the Lord. The joy of Oh. 
Everyone gather around. The joy of the Lord. Gather around in Jesus' name. Come on now. 